your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Solom. All right. Good afternoon. Happy Tuesday. Welcome to Lacrosse Talk PM. We're on Facebook Live. If you want to watch us eat food today, in with me is Romy Landres. How's that? Romy Landres is in with me. She is a dietitian at Mayo Clinic. I wanted to bring in a quote unquote, not a quote unquote, I'm the quote unquote expert. You're the not quote unquote expert, uh, a dietitian at, at Mayo. We're going to, something I've wanted to do for a while, and, and it was great that you guys, uh, you were able to come in here uh, and, and just kind of walk us through uh, what is and what isn't healthy about some of the stuff. Uh, from anything, anywhere from like, you know, I was quizzing you before the show, coffee and eggs and and then uh, the new fad going ar- around plant-based meat. Is that what we're calling it? Like, what would you call it? Yeah, plant-based meat or meat analogs, we call them sometimes. Meat, meat analogs? Yeah, doesn't that sound appetizing? <laughs> no, that sounds like something that comes out after you're done <laughs> we're eating the, the meatless burger or the, the, the fake meat burger. I don't even know how to put the. I guess you know the the consensus. You 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 said to me before the show, you were surprised how many people have have tried this. Are you surprised how many people have tried this in the way that I've tried it, in the fastest, easiest, maybe, yeah, not healthiest possible way, or just in general? Because you can go to the grocery store and get some of this stuff. Yes, there's a lot of different varieties and brands and whatnot available, but I've been surprised. Probably I've heard more people trying it though since like some of the bigger fast food chains have had it. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've gone to Qdoba and gotten the Impossible Burrito. And Mm -hmm. honestly, like when I look at Qdoba's meat, I'm like, yeah, that looks better than the actual hamburger that you have in there. Uh, If you guys are watching on Facebook Live, there's a couple of burgers sitting on the desk. I've told people in the building to come in and try one or the other. I guess I should have labeled which is which. I was in my head. I was thinking like we'll do the Pepsi challenge, the Pepsi Coke challenge, the sure. the meatless like and versus meat. And then and then I went, oh yeah, I should have marked which one's which. But I think if you look <laughs> at them, you can kind of tell. I think we figured it out anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, ha- now you've tried. You- When's the last yes. time you've had a burger? Because you said so, you- Yeah, I've been a vegetarian for over 10 years, so I haven't had a f- real fast food burger in a while. So I might not be the best uh, person to weigh them, but I did in- try the Impossible Burger and I enjoyed that. Now, you're a dietitian and you've been a vegetarian for 10 years. Mm-hmm. Is there something that we all should be doing? Hey, oh, the, the person that's, you know, a professional in health and food right. is a vegetarian. <laughs> Do we all need to be vegetarians? I wouldn't say we all need to be vegetarian. I actually was vegetarian before I became a dietitian. Um, so it wasn't just the health reasons that got me there. And But there is a lot of research to show that people should eat more plant-based meals, even if it, they don't go totally vegetarian. Plant-based, so just eat broccoli? Broccoli, but even, you know, like... Uh, soy-based proteins or beans and legumes, whole grains for proteins and nuts rather than just meat, meat, meat. And kale. Kale is a good one, yes, <laughs> but you don't have to. I mean, it's not like a meat substitute. Try to pick but, like the yeah. grossest one. <laughs> I don't even think I've ever had kale, honestly. Um, so if you want to get in here, if you have questions, she's a dietitian, and this is what she does. You do this like you punch in eight hours a day, punch out, and you're just like teaching people how to eat and and manage their weight and stuff like that what's your job yeah 
Yeah, so I've been at Mayo for a few years. I work in their inpatients, teaching hospital patients, outpatients with weight management. Um, I also, um, I forgot to mention this before, I get to help with our mobile teaching kitchen, so cooking demonstrations, and a lot of our meals there are plant-based to teach people how to eat healthy and plant-based. Is that the best part of the job? You just you drive, what is it, a, like drive around? And, and You said mobile kitchen. Yes, mobile, yeah. It's not like it's, we. so we have equipment that we take in a vehicle, like two different oh, sites, okay. like community sites and, you know, Wafer and Southside Neighborhood Center and places like that. Um, and we do demonstrations with myself. Um, there's other dietitians, and we actually have a chef at Mayo okay. that helps, too. So there's no Mayo food truck yet. Not yet, although I think probably, we should capitalize on yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> develop a plan of action and get a Mayo food truck going, and then uh, you don't have to ever be at work. That's kind right. of the, right? Like, to do work when you're not at work is kind of the goal for everybody, I think. Uh, 608-785-7914, the Better Hearing Center. Talk and text line if you guys want to get in here again. Um, so we have, I guess the, the, the big question that we could get to that after the news, cause I feel like it's going to take a little bit of time is, is this stuff healthy? But, you know, I was quizzing you before the show, a lot of the, a lot of the questions, you know, that, that have been argued for years and we could start with the first one is coffee healthy. Sure. So as with anything Anything in excess can be unhealthy. So, but like a couple cups of coffee per day actually is shown to have antioxidant effects and be good for preventing like um, like neurodegenerative conditions, like dementia as you get older. Um, so, I would say like if I had to say yes or no, I'd say yes. Coffee in moderation. Is just healthy. do like a shot a day of coffee. Just shot like a, one to two cups. They say. one to two cups. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess there's there's two over there's two like factors here. Is it a healthy or b just not anything like it could be like eh, it's not really gonna hurt or harm you right it's kind of in the middle i wouldn't say it's like a health food like if you're gonna eat healthy you need to have coffee in there but it's also not bad for you so it's has some health effects but it's not like a, a miracle food okay and then uh, another one that's kind of general is uh, eggs are eggs healthy yeah, so a, has it been a couple years now that they came out with a study that they were saying that eggs, they weren't so bad for you as they used to say? Um, so eggs have cholesterol in them in a fair amount, but the newest research is that they don't have as much, or like the cholesterol in there doesn't affect our blood cholesterol levels as much as it used to. So bottom line, like eggs are can be part of a healthy diet. I wouldn't say, you know, eat two every day, but like four-ish yolks a week is kind of what they recommend four yolks a week yeah so, so you can have more is... egg whites oh, okay like yeah so some people you might eat like three egg whites with one egg yolk in it like you throw out a couple of yolks can we to do like get more eggs the rock diet and just pound some throw them in a blender and then we're the, or should we cook <laughs> them the, probably should cook them if you don't want salmonella i mean okay <laughs> um we actually have a caller here so if you want to throw those headphones on and we'll see who this is, hey, caller, welcome to the Crosstalk PM. Go ahead. Hey, I just, well, you have an expert there. You here? I just wanted to get her opinion on uh, the big push against GMOs. And then in the last few years, uh, the big push against lectins as causing inflammatory issues in our bodies. And then uh, going back to the GMOs, there seems to be, after the world scare against GMOs, but now everybody's pushing genetically modified soybean plants so that they, uh, it's basically like our hemoglobin, but yet the plant, you can genetically modify that so it bleeds almost like beef. Uh, I wonder, how does she feel about that as a GMO? And the, the whole world seems to have forgotten about the scare of GMO, and now they're embracing uh, 100% chemical-derived, genetically modified soybean plants to get this um, meatless 
plant. Okay. How does she feel about that? Sure. Okay. I'm, I'm going to hang up on you. Your phone's a little hard to hear, so I'll just let you listen um, on the radio or on wherever you're listening. Uh, go ahead. Sure. So there's a lot. Uh, a lot in there. Your reader you or your listener sounds very well you informed. Know what? Actually, we could, we could probably we're, we're going to tackle that. We'll tackle that after the news. We'll, okay. we'll kind of reset. It's kind of a bad way to way to do that, but we actually have to. We do have to get to the news. Uh, so we'll be right back. All right, welcome back to the Crosstalk PM six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. The Better Hearing Center talk and text line in studio with me from Mayo Clinic is. Dietitian Rom, Romy. Romy. <laughs> Did I say it wrong last time? You said you it right just... the first time. Oh, I said Romy Laundry. See, I got I had it wrote down because I'm just terrible at remembering names. Uh, so we had a couple of texts, and but we're gonna get to the caller, uh, the caller's questions right before the break. And a lot of his call surround was hovering around GMOs, I think, and whether GMOs are healthy. And I think I feel like sometimes that's more of a science thing than a health. Thing, yeah, right? although we get that question a lot as dietitians, whether people should be avoiding them. Um, and it's a really like there's a lot of we could teach a class on GMOs and whether they're healthy or not. Um, so GMOs are genetically modified organisms, which is a very like broad term for anything like it could be an really a bacteria. I always animal, go to seedless plant, watermelon. Seedless watermelon. There you go. Yeah, it's something that's been like engineered to have a characteristic that's different. So seedless watermelon would be one. And I think sometimes um the ones people think about that worry them the most are the ones that are engineered to have like anti, like kind of like pesticide properties. Um, and there is some talk that hasn't quite been proven by research that if plants are uh, grown in a, with so many pesticides and whatnot, they d- aren't um, developing as many antioxidants that the plant uses to fend off, uh, you know, um, like insects and and deterioration and whatnot so if they don't have that many antioxidants are they as healthy and then there's the whole like genetically modified part of it too well i could bring Um, a scientist in to talk about like how we're stripping the soil from nutrients and we're throwing you know fertilizer and 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 like like crap on literally crap and other kinds of crap onto our you know our plants to make them grow better because the fertilizer you know like the 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 ground isn't replenishing and everything we eat has less nutrition as we go Year after year, it's just like slowly, but that's like that too, totally yeah, different huge, from what we're yeah. we're trying to accomplish here. And, and maybe I don't think really, like I said, you, that's more of a scientist thing than yeah. a, than a dietitian. Um, that is funny though that you get uh, questions about that a lot. So, um, and I would say just the one benefit I think of GMOs is that we're able to produce more food because our population is growing. So for some countries, that's a bigger issue than it is here. Yeah, I think the main benefit is seedless watermelon. Like <laughs> I, when sure. I was a kid, I was eating watermelons with seeds, and it was annoying. <laughs> and now seedless watermelons, great. Uh, we're gonna go back to the phones. I believe this is Robert. Welcome to Lacrosse Talk PM, man. Go ahead. Yes, hi. Yeah, go ahead. Yes, hi. Um, yeah, I'm from Lacrosse here. I was just wondering the dietitian that you have. Yeah. Um, I'd like to um, just uh, bring up something. I'm a dietitian too, and I did a study on these meatless burgers, and I'd just like the dietitian to correct me if I'm wrong, but I've done a big study, and these meatless burgers are grass, and they're full of granola oil, which is high in saturated fats. So these burgers that 
in the first place, meat is good for you if you don't overdo it. There's so much protein and everything in it. And these burgers at Burger King and the other places, the meatless burgers, are so bad for you. They are full of granola oil. They're plastered with it, which is so high in saturated fats. Um, I, I don't understand why they um, allow this to happen. Uh, I'd just like a response from the dietitian. Yep. Okay. Uh, all right. I'm going to hang up, and you can listen on on the air there. Yeah, and that, that's kind of the whole point of the show yeah. is I brought I literally brought these burgers in, and uh, the dietitian's name is Romy Landres, and she's from Mayo Clinic. And here I'll just I'll just read these out uh, some of this out loud. Uh, the ingredients of uh, the, the Burger King's Impossible Burger: water, number one ingredient; soy protein concentrate; coconut oil; sunflower oil; natural flavors; two percent or less of potato protein; methi Cellulose, cellulose. <laughs> yeast extract, cultured dextrose, food starch, modified soy legomoglobin. <laughs> so, hemoglobin. I mean, okay, there we go. Hemoglobin, yeah, there it is. Uh, you know, and it gets worse from there. I'm going to stop myself before I embarrass myself anymore. But the last ingredient is vitamin B12. So there we go. Yeah, there's lots um, of vitamins. <laughs> yeah, so I guess when you when you look at that and, you know, like the, 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 uh, the ingredients don't sound healthy, but... How often do are we really reading the ingredients and being like, okay, I need to study what you know the whatever the hemoglobin thing was? Right there, I mean, there's so many different ingredients in our food system that aren't necessarily bad, even though they sound scary. For one, although I'm not going to argue that the Impossible Burger and these plant-based burgers aren't highly processed. So, it, and actually, the nutrition, and I don't know if we're going to talk about this later, but like calorie for calorie, and like the amount of protein, the amount of saturated fat, which is the bad one, is actually really similar between the Impossible Burger and a regular beef burger. So I'm not going to argue that it's like a health food, but if you want to, I, I guess I would argue that the bigger benefits, uh, you know, the number one seller for me is that it has a better environmental impact, mm-hmm. more so than even the health impact. Yeah, because you're, you're kind of even out on the health impact, right? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Like if you're going to get a Whopper or, right. <laughs> or Burger King's Impossible Burger, which is kind of what they're comparing it to when you go there. Yeah. Um, there's, in fact, if you have the Burger King app, you know, one of their quote unquote deals on there is, you know, take the taste challenge and you get a Whopper and a, and a Impossible Burger for seven bucks. And that's what I did right here. Nice. Uh, so I know that. Not that I do this every day. Um, and then you kind of take the taste test challenge and, and decide for yourself. But if you're asking a dietitian, hey, should it, to be healthier as a person, not as a planet, to be healthier as a person, should I be eating the plant-based burger? Your answer is? Yeah. So, and again, like I'm not an environmental expert by any means, but from what it sounds like and what the websites uh, report their their ecological impact from raising plants versus the everything that goes into raising beef to make a burger is yeah. much less. Yeah. As far as the earth's concerned, we're we should go impossible burger. Yeah. But as far as, you know, our bodies are concerned. Yeah. So, and I mean, like if you have a treat once in a while and you're choosing a Burger King burger every once in a while, that's fine. Like choose one or the other. Um, but just in general, I mean, there are different, slightly healthier meatless burgers too. Okay. Um, and I'm not promoting any certain brand, but there's Morningstar, there's Boca, there's even our local Trempolo Walnut Burgers. There's lots of different plant-based non-meat burgers that are a little healthier, too. Yeah, because you're not exactly going to Burger King to get a healthy right. burger. Right, right. <laughs> and what you're saying is the Whopper and the plant, and the Impossible Burger are kind of even Steven yeah. when it comes to what we're putting in our body. Pretty much. Uh, 608-785-7914, the Better Hearing Center, talk and text line. 
uh, Tom texted in. He had a couple of texts, but one of his was, how many amino acids are in there total? <laughs> like, I don't know. It seems like a random question, Tom. That's a... Um, and you have the ingredients, but I don't know if it counts amino acids. No, it's not going to break down the amino acids. From what I understand, um, so there are a certain number of essential amino acids that we have to get through food and all of the essential amino acids. So the importance of that is we need those all to build protein in our own bodies, right? Um, meat has all of the amino acids in one go. Plants have usually are missing one. So like grains are missing one, legumes are missing a different one. So you eat them together and you get a complete protein. As far as I know, the Impossible Burger does count as a complete protein where it has all the essential amino acids. It's also a complete meal because you have tomatoes and, you know, what if you got the Impossible Burger with bacon? Wouldn't that be ironic? Like, I didn't even think Right. Pro- <laughs> as a vegetarian, like, I'm kind of, <laughs> I'm not sure about that. Like, wait a minute. <laughs> Can I get the Impossible Burger with uh, double bacon? Uh, a couple of texts. I'm going to get to uh, Tom also text, are we carnivores, herbivores, or omnivores? I feel like that's a pretty obvious question. Yeah. I mean, I would, uh, we're built as omnivores, I would say. We can definitely survive as vegan or, you know, herbivores. But I would say that we wouldn't be able to survive healthfully as being a straight carnivore. Yeah, that's, we're going <laughs> to, our skin's going to turn different colors and, and stuff like that. Um, I'm just kidding. Uh, Brent texts in, what's your opinion on uh, the keto diet? So now we're getting into, you know, just like, uh, you know, how do I lose yeah. weight? So I am a, I work in weight management and one of my biggest issues of the keto diet is that it is hard to stick to. Um, it is high in saturated fat, which, is, which isn't great for your heart. A lot of people do have a lot of success on the keto diet, um, losing a lot of weight, but it's something that if you go off of it, um, the weight can come back pretty quickly. So it is, I consider it kind of a fad diet. There are better ways to lose weight. It's a, it, would it be a good way to lose weight? And then like, if you actually had some, like, it takes a lot of self-discipline to do that. Diet, oh my gosh. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's high. It's fats and meats and a few vegetables. You can't really have much fruit grains. It's, it's difficult. It's a weird thing to like, think about here. I'm going to lose weight by just pounding a bunch of Right. Hamburger or something. I, yeah. I guess maybe hamburger is not the one you would eat, but maybe like chicken and fish. Is that what you're going for? Yeah, chicken and fish. Although the paleo or the keto diet, excuse me, is high in fat, so you would maybe do some burgers, bacon, oh, okay. stuff like that. Yeah. And then like stay away from fruits and just have a little bit of vegetable. Right. Like, what? This is all the things that, that I've been taught that. Uh, Yeah, that is another. I I don't really love or promote any diet that cuts out full food groups. Um, Hank texts in. We're going to go to Scott's comment in the news here, and we'll get to the rest of your text. But Hank texts in, uh, what would a fat ace like me, uh, my wife is a very picker. What what would you suggest for him? My wife is a very picky eater that sticks to pasta, meat, and potatoes. She's skinny. I eat the same, and I'm not skinny. Is that metabolism? Is that all that is? Our genetics are so complex. Um, I mean, I usually tell people, look at your family first. Like, do you look like your parents as far as body size? Um, Some people just have it harder, and losing weight is harder, unfortunately, due to metabolism, genetics, a lot of other things. And as you get older, right? Like, Yes, definitely. Metabolism changes. It's harder to run for me. It's harder to run. Uh, So I can't burn calories that way as well. Um, We're going to go back to the phones real quick if you want to throw your headphones back on. Hey, caller, welcome to Lacrosse Talk PM. Who is this? This is Scott, and I, I can't believe I'm getting on. This is great. Okay, Scott, yeah, ask, because, ask You got a question okay, for Lon? Yeah, I, I joke I joke about the fact that I, I'm on the KT diet, which is the quick trip, you know what I mean? But oh. I only eat their meats and cheeses and salads and, uh, you know, 
I just pound that, and I don't eat any of the... I basically did my own keto-type diet, I guess. Dropped 60 pounds. It's great. But I then started, like she said, have a little bread here, a little donut, and, you know, 18 pounds are back. Took a couple years to get it off, three years, but it's been six months, and I'm kind of putting it back on. Now I'm strict today, and I'm going to go back to it. But there's plenty to eat that way, meats included, because, but I eat tons of lettuce and I put everything on my salads that you can imagine. And that just, it makes it easy to do. But boy, and when I'm dying, I need a tablespoon of peanut butter. That's it. And I can make it. Okay. Which, Good for you. So he's saying, he's saying he's I mean, gone, gone on the keto diet, lost a bunch of weight, tried to get off it, gained that weight back. Is the keto diet something you could sustain forever if you kept doing it that way? Or would not that, that not be healthy? I, again, usually I don't love it when someone would cut out a whole food group like fruit or grains or whatnot. Um, But, you know, you take a multivitamin, make sure you're getting lots of vegetables. The other thing I would say is for weight maintenance, once you've lost weight, exercise is almost as important, if not more important than eating. Like you have to exercise much more than you think you would have to. Why is that? Um, you're, there is that, you know, your, your body is used to being at your higher weight and it's constantly trying to get you up there higher again. So, um, when you exercise more, you're burning more energy and you're keeping your metabolism up, but keeping your muscle mass up. Our body's working against us there too. They're working against us. Yeah. All right. We're going to take a a break for Scott's comment in the news. We'll be back on wisdom with Romy Landres, a dietitian from Mayo Clinic. We'll be back after this. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. If you got questions for male dietitian Romy Landre, text them in 608 785 7914, or you can call that number too. We'll get you on. Uh, got a couple of texts. We were, we were, it looked like you were cramming a little bit for some of those texts. Yeah. Get your I was phone out and be like, eh, I don't know exactly, um, which is. You know what I think a lot of us do, and you know, like I see these plant-based burgers, and immediately, like I, I got the ingredients out, and then I start googling what each of these ingredients are, and mm-hmm. you know, is this healthy? Is this healthy? Um, kind of like the same. The same goes for like soap. I do that too with soap. Sure. I'm like, man, is this because there's always one thing in soap that causes cancer, and I try to find the soap. I can't remember what it is anymore. Um, I'm not going to get into that. Uh, anyway, so 608-785-7914. We, I brought burgers in here for people to eat. This is the first time in radio history that nobody's come in here to taste test these burgers and just give an opinion. I had the mic out and everything. Um, but, okay, so so to the text, uh, this comes from Caitlin, and this is this is the big one, big, long, big, long text here. Uh, she's curious how our, di- our bodies digest meat versus these soy products. So when you, when she says soy products, that's is that what we're going to call these plant based burgers? Is are they mostly soy? Um, quite a few of them are soy, but they're not all straight soy based. Um, okay. Some of them are based from wheat gluten, um, different vegetable proteins. Yeah. Is there if we're going? You 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 reeled off a couple of names before the break about healthier burgers because obviously you're not going to Burger King to get a healthy right plant based <laughs> burger. I guess you know, like I guess. It, if you're going to go to Burger King and get a plant-based burger, a, a Impossible Whopper, they call it, you're essentially trying to lessen your impact on, on climate change, essentially. Is that what you're doing a little bit? That, that's how I understand it. It's not, It doesn't seem much healthier, but also, I mean, it's a little more inclusive, right? A vegetarian like me could go to Burger King now, where before I oh, couldn't. Yeah. 
Well, I heard this, and I can't remember what what comic it was, or it might have been the Daily Show that they say like, "Why do people like you want to go to Burger King and hold a burger and like walk around and eat what looks like a burger if you're a vegetarian?" And then now you're seen eating a burger. It would be like somebody that that is doesn't drink beer pouring out a beer and filling it with water to walk around holding a beer, so they look like right. they're eating a beer, right? Like, why does the you know why why do vegetarians want their burger? Why a why do they want a burger? And then why do they want their burger to taste like a burger? But I feel like everyone, not a whole lot of people, grew up vegetarian their entire life, so. Right. I think that's a big part of it. And also, I mean, like, I don't know if it's just Wisconsin, the Midwest or our culture. I mean, a lot of our like social engagements revolve around food, grilling out. So what's a vegetarian to do? You know, you can't just grill asparagus and put it on a bun and like, you know, feel satisfied with that. So we like to have uh, something that's comparable. So and also to your question about like needing something that looks and tastes like meat, um, I think there's a... A portion of vegetarians that really enjoy and like the fact that it's as close to meat as possible. Personally, I don't miss meat mm-hmm. uh, or the meat flavor. It's, you know, I the burger I thought was great. It's not something I'm going to go out of my way to buy all the time. Um, so I think it, you know, it, there's, you Is can't there lump them all into here? one. Like, thing. I feel satisfied after eating, like I'm full after I eat a burger. If I eat a bunch of I could eat asparagus all day long, but I can yeah. eventually I'll feel a little sick, but I'll be like, I don't feel full. I need something. There, is there a thing in meat that just makes us like makes our body go, we're, we're full? I think, I mean, just the, the amount of protein in there, the concentrated protein plays a role in that. And also, uh, so vegetables are awesome, but not all, you know, a vegetarian, their diet isn't straight up vegetables because you can't, you can get protein from vegetables, but you'd have to eat a lot of them, like you said. So we still, you know, vegetarians still have to have a, a higher protein food, you know, whether it comes from beans or soy or uh, nuts, stuff like that, along with our grains and veggies, just like everyone else. I'm, I'm bouncing around here, but okay. Sure. So you're a dietitian at Mayo Clinic. And you're going to work with, you work with patients there, obviously. Yes. Yep. If somebody wanted to like, they're, you know, like, oh, you know what? I want to get a little bit healthier. I want to, you know, go to a vegetarian diet or a vegan diet. Where would, where would you say they should go? There's go, go to the library and grab a book, go on the internet. Or is there a person that they could go see in town? You know, I don't think you would have to get into mail somehow to talk to you, but like, is there yeah. other options? Yes. Um, so there's just so much health information out there on the internet. It's hard to know what's true and what's, um, you know, just fad stuff. There's stuff that's <laughs> fake on the internet? Oh, my gosh. Oh, no. man. How, yeah. <laughs> How dare I say that? Yeah. Um, but so any registered dietitian would be a great resource to learn about doing a healthful vegetarian diet. Um, and, you know, there are books out there. I could probably, you know, rattle off a few. But then you still have to watch out for even in the vegetarian world if you're curious about, like, sensational things. I mean, some it, it can go to far end, the far end Is the way. keto <laughs> diet something sensational or not? That seems like that's a far end. Like, you're only eating, like, fatty meat. Yeah, I'd say it's on the fat and sensational end. And I know, like I said, it works really well for some people, um, but it's one of those fast weight loss, like some of our fad diet red flags, fast weight loss, cutting out food groups, um, promising huge weight losses, stuff like that. Non-sustainable forever. Okay, back to Caitlin's question, because okay. we, we kind of discussed like, okay, with these plant-based burgers like Burger King's Impossible Whopper, Qdoba's got an impossible burrito, or they get just impossible meat is what they call it. And I, that's a brand, right? Is it impossible meat? That's, yes, that's impossible the brand, is a brand. Name, essentially. Yep. And you, I think you can go to the store, right, and just buy it as hamburger and, and, and grill it up? Yes, you can. Although, I think Impossible, the Impossible brand is harder to find around here. Beyond Meat is a oh, bigger Meat. brand yep, around here. Right. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, continuing with her question that we started five minutes ago. I've always heard that even though uh, the fact that these our bodies can't digest meat 
can digest meat better than these soy burgers. Uh, she's always heard that even though the labels of the products have comparable nutrition to beef, our bodies can't digest the amino acids in the same way we can meat. So we can't compare the two burger and the fake burger, essentially. Is she right there? Is- I think she's kind of referring to, we, we touched a bit on that complete protein idea where meat has all the essential amino acids and a like a, a serving of beans or lentils by themselves isn't considered a complete protein because they're missing methionine, one of the essential amino acids. Whole grains are also not a complete protein because they're missing leucine. But when you put the two together, you still, you get all of the uh, building blocks you need to build protein so your body can use those amino acids effect- efficiently. Um, the other thing, I feel like some people may feel like they can't digest soy as well. They might not be... Um, might not be used to or able to digest the fiber in soy because there's no fiber in meat. So that part might be a little different. And to, to balance it out, if you get the Impossible Burger at Burger King, put bacon on it, right? That, right. That'll balance it. <laughs> uh, I can't remember if I made that joke off air on it. So I had to make it again. Um, Thanks. Someone texted in, animal agriculture counts for 2%. This is going to be a science question, I feel like. Animal, animal agriculture counts for 2% of the GWP gases. Modification of soybean roots can destroy neighboring farms who are not modified with no way of stopping the spread. He's saying to eat meat. Again, you're not a scientist. You're yeah, nor an ag- agriculture so. <laughs> scientist. Yeah. Um, this is a question you might be able to answer, though. Uh, texter asks, what's the dietitian's opinion on intermittent fasting? Ooh, good one. Um, so intermittent fasting it's kind of a vague term, but typically it refers to, you know, not eating for a period of time to help with weight loss. Um, and the research is actually really promising. Um, so some people take intermittent fasting to be like not eating for two days and eating for so many or only eating so many calories on certain days, not eating from 5 p.m. to noon. There's a lot of different ways you could interpret intermittent fasting, but actually the research is, is positive that it can really help with weight loss. So what's the best way to do it? Um. I've worked with people in a couple different ways where, you know, maybe we'd restrict calories pretty strict for a few days down to 1,200 and then go up to more like 15 or 16 on other days, which I think is helpful to be able to stick to it because you are you may feel a little restricted, but then you don't feel like you're starving all the time. Um, and I don't like when people feel like they're hungry all the time when you're trying to lose weight. Um, and then some people find that if they're not breakfast eaters, that really cutting down your eating time into a shorter period is helpful for them. Although I would argue that um, research does show that eating smaller amounts more often can improve your metabolism too yeah i have the worst habits because i when i get up i'm not hungry yeah and then i go and then i okay i gotta do i'm busy i go play basketball and then i come here and then i'm not eating at all sometimes i get really hungry after basketball obviously because i just played um but if i don't have time then i come in here and then the show's over and then it's six and then i go play volleyball and then it's eight and then i'm super hungry and i eat like ten thousand calories at once right that is the hard part about it too like i always tell people don't I don't want you to stuff yourself. I don't want you to get too full because then you just can't control yourself. It's just human nature. You're going to eat more. <laughs> I mean, this, the general consensus here is to eat like what? Eight meals a day, like eight real middle, mini meals a day. Is that kind of the. For the small frequent meal kind of diet, it's like four to six times. So three meals, two to three snacks. Okay. But I'm bigger. So I need two more. Sure. So, no, I'm sure. just kidding. Uh, 608-785-7914, the Better Hearing Center talking text line. I can't believe radio people didn't come to eat these burgers. I'm going to have to eat them all myself. It's the worst. I've got four of them. Uh, yeah, right. Um, and then microwave burgers later. That'll be that'll be awkward. Uh, Qdoba has the impossible meat as well. Is that just going to be the same thing as what Burger King's trying to do? It's just like if you get a Qdoba, and I know you. Didn't, I don't think you printed off Qdoba stuff. And I no, I didn't. It. Yeah. But uh, we're we're essentially just going to have 
you know, the same dilemma here. We're we're having a a, a plant based burrito that's nutritionally the same thing, right? Right. Yes. Um, there are. So I want to say Culver's actually uses a Garden Burger or Morningstar product that is actually a little better. So like the Impossible Burger uh, and Impossible um, Meat Crumbles that they use at Qdoba are pretty similar. Um, but the Morningstar or Garden Burgers are actually less uh, less saturated fat. Um, they are a little less protein, but we eat more protein than I think we need in this country. So those are a little better choice. Now, are we putting cheese on that? Is that okay? <laughs> if you add the cheese and the mayo, <laughs> those are going to up the fat for sure. But <laughs> I mean, that stuff's just that stuff is what I mean. If you eat just the the burger itself, either whether it's from Burger King or yeah, no, I looked it up. The burger, the Impossible Burger, four ounces by itself is only two hundred and forty calories, but with all the fixings with the Whopper, actually, and without cheese, it's more like six thirty. Yeah, so you're adding like four hundred calories. Yeah. Of fixings, essentially. And that's the same for, for both burgers, right? Like yes, the, actually. Um, okay, what if we – but and I think we've I've reiterated this, but I just want to make sure. If we take all the crap off all the burgers and we're just meat to fake meat, mm-hmm. neither of them is that healthy. Is that what we're saying? Right. Okay. So, I mean, they're both a good source of protein, um, but they both have, you know, between like 15 and 20 grams of fat and like 8-ish grams of saturated fat, which is the bad one. And is there what now you mentioned Culver's has Morningstar? They're using Morningstar Morningstar or uh, Garden Burger. But you you reeled off a couple of examples of of plant based meat that you would say are healthy or just better than healthier. 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 There's always a continuum of healthier, less healthy. Um, Healthier, I would say, because of the lower fat, um, lower calories. Lower sodium, the Impossible Burger actually has more salt, more sodium than the uh, regular beef burger. Um, but the other thing I would say is that they're all processed. So they're all going to have, you know, a lot of those processed ingredients are going to have more salt in them. So if you are truly going for the healthiest, quote unquote, burger, I would say, you know, making a bean burger or lentil burger or something would be a way to go. With bacon. <laughs> um, all right. We're going to take a real quick break, just a minute break, and we'll be back after this. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. In studio with me, nice enough to spend the whole hour is Romy Landres, a dietitian from Mayo Clinic. Uh, she's, I guess your your main job is is to work with patients for weight management and, I guess, eating disorders. Mm-hmm. Um, not to get into any specifics, but do you have, you know, there's always I feel like you guys see everything. So like like just a really maybe maybe most common scenario that people go through or maybe just the super weirdest thing you've had to deal with when it comes to somebody's eating habits or something that somebody's had to go through yeah do you, do you have an outlier like that um that's in two minutes question. in two minutes <laughs> um i mean i i think one of the, i see a lot i guess that people don't know how to cook or feel confident in experimenting in cooking so eating a lot of processed foods or eating fast food that's pretty common um i like to be able to teach people how to cook simple things um I so mean, they're just hitting the freezer section or the canned food yeah section freezer section the, the like you know section. box stuff with like the sauces already in there or even you know eating out most of the time which i can't imagine it's so expensive um but mm. so that I, yeah i think teaching people to cook at home is a big passion of mine and but i do have like i've seen all ends of the spectrum where people eat um you know very strictly very healthfully um i've had people that you know only eat in certain colors of food um 
Yeah, I've seen a lot of different things. Yeah, I guess when you say colors, what I've read is, you know, the more colorful the vegetable, the better, right? Is that yes. this kind of the easy easy way to go about it when you're in the, in the grocery store? You go, oh, that one's red. So yeah. I don't know. Potatoes are red, though. And I feel like potatoes aren't very healthy. Uh, I mean, they're not awful. The a potato still has some fiber and potassium in there. Um, you know, they do say to eat the rainbow throughout the week. So to try to get a few servings of orange and green and blue, red, all it's that. It's all in that burger right now. It really okay. is. In one minute, and, and this is just the selfish question. I, I stopped drinking milk and I've been drinking almond milk, mm-hmm. silk almond milk, essentially. Is that, how is that? Is that healthy or is that healthier than just having milk? So oh, there's a lot that I could go into. You said I only have a minute. <laughs> so it's less calories as long as you get the unsweetened. It's less sugar, which is great. There's hardly any protein in almond milk, though, which is one of the downsides. So I'm losing out on protein, which makes Although, me hungry. Right. Yes. That makes you hungry more so than regular milk. Although, um, you know, most of us get more protein than we need in our diet. Okay, what if I, I put Nesquik in my um, almond milk? Is it, now I'm losing everything. Right? Well, I wouldn't say you're losing everything, <laughs> but then the milk's definitely a better choice at that point. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I think that that's all the time we're going to have for today. Um, thanks a lot for for coming in and spending an hour with us. And thanks this would be me. this would be something if if you're willing, like we could do, you know, you know, every couple of months. And I'm sure people have, you know, questions that that mm-hmm. I, there's a never ending list of questions, right? When it comes to our bodies and our what we're putting in them. That's why I have a job. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Uh, That's all the time we have for today. Uh, Thanks a lot for coming in. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow right here on Wisdom.